0: Normally, there would be nothing remarkable about the arrival of a merchant caravan in the border town of Utra in Central Asia. Located on the banks of the Sir Daria River in present-day southern Kazakhstan, Utra was an important waypoint on the transcontinental silk routes, and traders were a common sight. Even so, this was a contentious moment. Utra lay on the northern borders of the Khwarezmian Empire – whose mass territories encompassed much of Persia, and extended as far north as the Aral Sea, and as far west as Iraq and the frontier with the Abbasid Caliphate. In November 1218, boasting huge armies, colossal fortress cities and immeasurable wealth, the Khwarazmians had little need to fear any aggressor, certainly not a small company of merchants. Nonetheless, this caravan was significant because it came from the leader of Central Asia's fastest rising power, the Mongol ruler Chinggis Khan, more commonly known today in the West as Genghis Khan. He was a major contender in the embattled world of Central Asian politics. First, he united the Mongol tribes and their neighbours, and then conquered much of northern China, sacking the great city of Zhongdu, modern-day Beijing, in 1215. More importantly, the Mongols had overthrown the Khwarazmian's powerful neighbour, the empire of kara Kitai, earlier in 1218, their forces crushing all resistance within a matter of weeks. These were worrying reports, and tensions were running high. The Khwarazmians were not yet at war with the Mongols, but armed clashes had taken place only a few years earlier. Significantly, Sultan Muhammad, the Khwarazmian ruler, had just cut short a major invasion staged in the southwest against the Abbasid Caliph in Baghdad, a decision that some speculated was driven by the rising Mongol presence in the northeast. Yet the approach of this merchant caravan raised the prospect of more peaceful relations. Chingis Khan seemed keen to establish trading relations with Sultan Muhammad, And now he sent a further message with the caravan expressing the hope that the abscess of evil thoughts may be lanced by the improvement of relations and agreement between us and the pus of sedition and rebellion removed. The traders brought with them gold and beaver fur to trade, hoping in return to acquire fabric to be made into clothing. The Mongol Khan had apparently acquired a taste for Khwarazmian textiles a few years before, when their merchants arrived at his encampment. Even so, trouble began almost immediately. Utra's governor, Inalchuk, placed the Mongol merchants under arrest. His motives are unclear. One account claims that an Indian trader attached to the Mongol convoy insulted him. Other commentators suggest that he may have coveted their trade goods. It is also quite possible that he suspected the Mongols of spying. Whatever the truth, Inalchuk sent messengers back to the Khwarazmian Sultan, reporting his actions and seeking urgent guidance on how to proceed. The reply could not have been clearer. He was to kill the Mongol merchants, all of them. Inalchuk duly carried out his orders, but crucially a single survivor evaded the massacre, slipping away and returning to Chingis Khan. Upon learning of this stupendous insult, Chingis Khan sent an envoy to the Khwarazmian sultan demanding an explanation. Again, Sultan Muhammad's response was unambiguous. He executed the envoy and shaved his followers' beards. Mongol retribution was swift and decisive. Three months later, a vast Mongol army reached Uttar, where following a lengthy siege, Chinggis Khan's forces sacked the city he executed Inalchuk in a particularly brutal manner, pouring molten metal into his mouth, eyes and ears. The following year, city by city, much of the empire's northern frontier facing the Central Asian steppe collapsed in the face of a relentless Mongol onslaught.